Okay. So you just finish your little snack there, my beautiful friend. I'm going to play with my ball. <laughs> I feel very David Bowie in Labyrinth. You, know? like, you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Woo! I can't contact jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped Go. my disco ball. I hate when I nap. <laughs> we're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing real, real hot, hot girl, girl shit. shit. I'm Claire and I'm Connor and this is Real Hot Girl Pod a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer inclusive space hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and you know what we're about but let's do a quick recap as hot girls in training we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves why are we saying girl in 2023 because we're taking a back baby from the patriarchy as an all gendered term Stop, mama. Stop hurting yourself, mama. He's gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Fuck me. Fuck me. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hi, Rice. Happy hey. Megan week. Mwah, we just mwah, thought mwah. we would... Mwah, mwah, mwah. We thought we would do a little mashup of uh, some of our favourite horror movie quotes for the week that is in it. So who doesn't love some campy horror? I know I do. <laughs> I especially do. And I think with the week that's in it, Claire, I mean, we could not resist, I mean, putting our whole horosy into this episode. 100%. So we are celebrating all things campy horror today on the pod. It is to honour Megan, which is coming out this Friday, Friday the 13th. And we have a very special guest who's going to be talking all things Megan with us, which is very exciting. <laughs> and oh, Connor, I'm so, I love this so much. This is, this is Halloween levels of happiness for me now, I have to say. I love Megan Week so far. Like, when I say, I mean, from us, like, joking about being like, isn't this trailer hilarious, to us going, oh my God, it's coming out now, to the reviews online. Like, this, I don't think I've been as hyped for, about a film in so long. Seriously. It's not only just, like, super campy, super ridiculous, like, the, like, the amount of, like, advertising stuff that's went into it is amazing but also the reviews like I'm, it's got like either one percent lower or one percent higher than um uh the godfather on rotten tomatoes like it's oh getting raving reviews which almost makes me kind of go like is it just all the gays are being like look give it everything she needs or like is it actually going to be good i i i just can't wait to see look it. I mean, I'm going to get what I want out of it. That's what I know. <laughs> um, you saw that meme that was flying around that it's like me in the cinema trying to watch Megan while all the twinks around me film themselves screaming mother at the screen. I was like, I am twink for the purpose of this scene. I'm going to be losing my shit in the cinema. But listen, Rides, we are going to be hosting an unofficial premiere, an unofficial Megan party. We will tell you about that a little bit later on. Um, but before we just go full campy horror, Connor, should we do some of our regular features? What do you think? I think so. Oh my God, let's get into it. This is definitely not a cult. So, Connor, Hot Girl Newsy Bits, hit me. What have you got for me? So, this week, um, it was reported by our good friends at GCN Magazine that Ireland is to ban conversion therapy by 2024. So, again... I mean, good news, but fucking delayed. Uh, but Minister Roderick O'Gorman um, has vowed to bring forward legislation to ban so-called conversion therapy in Ireland this year. So the Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth also promised the implementation of plans to outlaw socio-economic discrimination, including prejudice against someone's accent or address, which I personally love. Um, all mm-hmm. of this, basically, is fall news from September of last year when Senator Mary uh, Siri Kearney, apologies if I butchered the middle name there, spoke in front of the Shannon and uh, Mr. Gorn basically urged government to move forward with these bans and was kind of going, like, why are we not doing this sooner rather than later? And, uh, I mean... You kind of forget that some of these things can still be legal. So whenever there is somebody fighting the good fight um, and kind of pushing forward big newsy bits like that, you kind of go, oh, were we still like okay with that? And then somebody goes like, oh, God, no. Um, it's it's something that should be like noticed by that way that it doesn't get forgotten and that way that things get kept up with and made like perm- like <laughs> done. 
Absolutely. And considering as well, look at what happened, you know, last year in the US with uh, laws that were a little bit loosey-goosey, maybe hadn't been, you know, locked in, watertight mm. being overturned, like all the stuff with Roe v. Wade and everything. So, yeah, I think definitely lock it in, get it written down in law. Um, so, bit shocking that in 2023 we're talking about doing it next year. But, yeah, better late than never. <laughs> what about you, Claire? What have you got? Any hot girl news this week? I do. I have a very hot girl newsy bit. So Noah Schnapp, the star of Stranger Things, um, came Ooh. out as gay on TikTok. Woo! Welcome. Yeah. You dropped Welcome. this king. It's your crime. Welcome. Wow. Yeah, we've got a new Dorothy in the in Kansas. We're very excited. <laughs> yeah, he uh, came out with a TikTok video. It's got like of seven and a half eight million views now something like that and he said when I finally told my friends and family I was gay after being in the closet for 18 years and all they said was we know (laughs) (laughs) I know so cute so his Stranger Things co-star Amy Beth McNulty um, who played a love interest um, Mm -hmm. for Maya Hawke in season four commented oh I love you it's like so cute (laughs) I think a lot of people got that I don't know I got I got a lot of um, oh really oh I didn't know that now really Jesus and I'm like Yes, the straight passing is a blessing and a curse. Mostly a curse, ladies. Come this way, form an orderly queue. No. <laughs> I mean, no, it's good news. I think especially with anybody in this kind of spotlight roles, like we've seen it earlier in the year with one of the lead actors. Oh God, I'm going to hate that. I can't remember his name. From that Heartstopper series, which is obviously about like a queer kind of like coming of age. Um, like, mm-hmm based on kind of comic like series and obviously you can see that people put a lot of pressure on one so I'm glad that it seems like he's had quite um a has a bit of a smoother process I see like just from the way that he was like Luke maybe he, he was saying he was closer to like his character Will Barry he's like I didn't know we were going to be that yeah. close um, but also one of the things that makes me peddle so much that this news is so glorious and everything but of course the gays being the gays I'm not sure if you're aware of this world of Stranger Things where somebody, probably on Twitter or something like this, kind of like <laughs> made, like Millie Bobby Brown was like, a, like it's sad she's like this kind of ongoing joke because it's so ridiculous that she's just like super homophobic and there were like there's pictures of like her with like the rainbow behind <laughs> oh, her, no. like in like the child's, like there's all these things like that. Ma- this started off, I think, honestly about 2015 or something it's a long joke that's just been like because it's so ridiculous people keep jumping on it and keep developing on it it's kind of like this a similar to a Leah Michelle can't read like pulled out thin air yeah uh but the gays have just been we're making this so much memeage and um just the fact that like <laughs> obviously Noah's came out everybody's been like protect him from Millie at all times. oh all my costs. god that's so funny it was really sweet and like I think what really a lot of people were saying like particularly the older gays were like you know he was just so casual about it just like a random video on a Thursday it didn't seem to be a big night some big deal I would just hope that that was like the way it's gonna go now mm. that you can still be like when people want to come out it's still a special moment it's still a nice announcement but it's not something that's gonna like people will be scared to do that people will be you know having a bad time and worried about so hopefully yeah. I think it's just whenever going. you're in that kind of public sphere it's I would like I mean we're, I think we're at the stage where you don't really need to it sh- there shouldn't be the need to almost like come out but it depends how you I you don't kind know of, you... I kind of like it though you're kind of you're doing yourself out of I don't know it's like you're, you're doing yourself <laughs> out of I don't know kind of like a little yeah. benchmark that I think it, it, I would like to see I know everyone says oh I want there to be a time that people don't have to come out but I would like it to be a thing where it's like you know for your first communion like you get a dress and a veil but for your coming out maybe your friends and family would have a little party for you and like, you want to fully <laughs> for the theatrics of it all you want yes, the, the glitz and 100%. glamour 100% <laughs> you want the production value around the coming out oh, I mean which is completely fair seeing it now I underplayed it what was I thinking honestly I really Ser- should have went oh my god hammer. <laughs> mine was like so did I ever tell you about like my mum like the most anticlimactic thing ever I don't know if I said it on the pod but we were on the phone one night and um we're just having a big you know like a long gossipy chat you know and you're going Mm -hmm. around doing your bits catching up or whatever whoever came up and she was like are you dating anyone and I was like oh yeah I am actually and like it just kind of he's like oh right and I think she said he and I kind of said oh uh, it's actually it's a it's a girl and um, she just goes oh right and then goes, oh my God, did I tell you what your auntie told me the other day? I was on the phone and she just launched into this story like that my auntie told her on the phone. And then like at the end of the story, like two, three minutes later, she just goes, 
oh sorry you know like that's completely fine like you can bring anyone you want home like it's totally cool once you're happy I'm happy and I was like uh yeah got it thanks very much it was just so like she just like it was so unimportant it was more important for her to tell me the gossip from my auntie about my cousin than it was to like mark the moment she was just so like blase about it but I don't know maybe it's uh, like the the theater kids and us but every like you kind of like this is going to be the shock century this is going to you know things are going to like completely change we're not sure what's going to happen like but holding on to this one and then whenever it's met with like a yeah anyways you're like for fuck's sake <laughs> I don't know what I wanted I like I, what I wanted I don't know like a little parade like a cake some streamers I don't know what I wanted but anyway <laughs> peak Irish mom going literally yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least your one didn't say like ho- hopefully you're not becoming like a Republican by like moving down south she's like uh, sorry a distant Republican I should say <laughs> oh. my, my mom thought I was joining the rabbi coming down south <laughs> Bring anybody you want this. home, Connor. I'm really glad you're enjoying yourself in this city. Just don't join the IRA. And I was like, thank you so much, Heather. <laughs> Hot or not. We're going to be joined in a couple of minutes to talk all things campy horror by movie reviewer and film buff Rory Cashin. But first, Connor, what was hot or not for you this week? Oh, me. Oh, my. I can't wait to speak to Rory. I love you so much. But my hot and not of the week were hot. I'm just back from Edinburgh, baby, for one of the, I, I mean, this is me starting out as I mean to go along in 2023. I went to a party that the theme was R and Regine George was out for the night and uh, it was just a glorious, uh, glorious time in my life to bring back out the heels, the skirt. Uh, the fishnets were not really part of the costume, but they made it into it and got to dance um, around. I noticed... Put- I noticed that uh, midway through the party, Regina had a little work done because the video that you sent me of you getting ready, you had, I'm going to say they were maybe like a double D, like a blue balloon double D with the two tops of the, the two fronts of the tank tops cut out, like in the film. And then you sent another video later and they were like properly like, <laughs> like Sophia Slut, Gino, pink balloon boots. What well, happens? You just... You just weren't well, feeling busty enough. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so what happened with me was, of course, um, I went as iconic Regine George um, for this R-themed party. And um, because I wanted to cut out, you know, do the kind of thing where they cut out the nips and she wears it around. I obviously didn't own a bra, but I did have balloons, which I thought would emulate the same process. The blue balloons that I had the start night, turns out one of them had a little leak in it. So Regina uh, was getting okay. a soggy tit. And um, yeah, it was uh, just going deflating, kept deflating down and all around the place. But it was funny that every couple of like, say 20 minutes, half an hour. So people come back and be like, did those get bigger? And then I just went, <laughs> no. And then I just turn around and go, no, I'm just more confident. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Until the point that I literally just had to switch out balloons and grab some from like that were stuck up in the wall and stuff them in, and uh, that's that's what lasted for the rest of the evening. Yes, <laughs> stunning. And do you have a knot of the week? And a knot of the week. Oh, well, I do indeed. Um, even though I have had a glorious start, um, not so much dry January, a bit more damp. Um, uh, one of the things that I didn't consider on my 2023 bucket list, um, or should I say bingo card, is uh, one of my wisdom teeth is coming up at the moment. And by God, I feel the pain. I literally noticed it in about one day. And now it's the only thing that I can think about all the time coming up. Oh, Oh my God, you're smart and pretty. So smart that your brains are coming out your mouth. That's crazy. I know. Why do you think these tits are so fat? Honestly, I had to make up some more room. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Claire? I mean, my not so hearts and not. What are your hearts and knots of the week? Um, My hot and not of the week. I am going to say that my heart of the week is that I really feel that I'm doing a very good like I'm, I'm doing January very well so far. I feel like I've got a good balance. Um, our homework last week was to, you know, I said I was going to move my body, make sure that mm-hmm. I'm looking after myself. Managed to do that, went back to the gym, been out for little walks. Just, I feel like I've got a really good mix of staying social, keeping in touch with friends, but then taking care of myself eating well um i tidied up the murder hole as you can see as 
So it's, yeah, so I moved into the studio. It's coming up, it's either coming up on one or two years. I can't remember, but I'd never properly moved in and organized it. So after we recorded last week, Connor, I was so ashamed of my murder hold that I was like, no, 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 I'm just going to spend a couple of hours and get it looking all pretty. And, and now look at her. There. Now it's we've got there. some witchy vibes. We got some icons in the background, some disco ball uh, reflections on the walls. I'm pretty sure I see a Primal Scream uh, poster in the background, some Daft Punk, some <laughs> Mary Poppins, is it? That is, that is Mary Poppins. That is a print from the remake, the film from a couple of Christmases ago. Um, this is uh, an artist called Seamus Lundy. He's from the West Coast. And this is a beautiful print he has of Andrew Weatherall and the Primal Scream logo. So Andrew Weatherall, one of my absolute heroes, produced Screamadelica. So after he passed away, uh, Seamus made these prints. So go and check him out. It's Sketches by Lundy on Instagram. He's super talented and he does commissions. So there you go. If you're looking for a present for someone, (laughs) you're welcome. So your hearts are getting real balanced. Real, I I think that's very good for you. That's a very good start to 2023. What about your knots? My knot, um, I'm still a little bit sick. Still oh. got a little bit of a... <clears throat> now I did, I cancelled some plans for Friday and Saturday night. Uh, just gone to stay in and kind of rest the voice and just get early nights. I would say I was 80% better last week. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm now about 93% better. So we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting slowly. there. Hopefully I mean, a hundo P think- by next week. I think at least you're able to balance them out now or I mean you're you know getting a good getting shit done organize yourself out I mean at least I feel like those knots of if you're feeling a little bit sicky they're manageable whenever the rest of your life isn't chaotic and it's and, and it's that balance that makes it like that's okay, it thank god that this is happening here yeah 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 <laughs> it's having a mix and it's kind of taking time for things that kind of heal your soul oh, them, you know. oh my god Cute. that's real hot girl shit oh it is now hot can girl i shit. add in one more hot of the week that has just happened uh literally just yesterday um one of our uh previous podcast um guests the wonderful brooke scullion who is performing on dance with stars has just well they launched the first episode of dance with stars in rt1 on mm-hmm. yesterday sunday because this is a monday and uh brooke absolutely killed it by um breaking records and she's now top leaderboard in the first week um yes deserved honestly, that salsa like, was unbelievable like literally she just came into it she was being spun around they were doing all the footwork everything was so sorry the lift. and i was like sorry yeah i was just like how oh, is this your first week and then i remembered sorry that's brick scullion of course of course of course that's a real hot girl yeah because they did the lift up and split and flip down like really early and i was like they've done that so early how are we gonna do and then like the oh the spin the next spin oh my god amazing yeah never seen an episode of dancing with the stars in my life i'll be honest i didn't watch it last night i just watched the footage of brooke afterwards but i think that still counts so yeah i love her and i want her to win we're celebrating hot girls doing hot girl things so Connor I know normally we're leaders we're innovators we're leading the charge Mm -hmm. we have people copying us you know uh, Connor gets one leaky tit at a party and has to get a bigger balloon so all the girls get leaky tits at parties and have to get bigger balloons (laughs) just for fun just because they're so cringy and annoying we are going to do our ins and outs of the year a little bit of trend (laughs) forecasting a little bit of uh, just spouting our opinions on a podcast (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to kick off. My ins for the week are giggles. Ins for 2023. I want people to absolutely be giggling, pissing, farting, shitting all over the scene. Giggles are um, a trend in 2023 that I want to see more of. And I want to see them embodied in the fullest form that they can be in which way that means for you. I don't know, but um, giggles are in this near. Next one that I have is... Long lunches. I believe that lunch breaks should be big, long, and you come back whenever you're rested. If you think about, you know, you have to do some work or if you can't get your mind on something, that's an extra 10 minutes add on to your lunch break. So lunch breaks have to be long and you need to completely disconnect from the world that is your work and to make some time for you. 
Another in that I have, and this didn't necessarily go out last year, but I want to make it more in. Festivals, Claire Back. Festivals are very much in in 2023. There will be plentiful. They will be gorgeous. And uh, we're going to force feed them to anybody and everybody. And my final in um, is, of course, Slain. Slay through Slay, Slay, Slay through Day. But also, I want an indie revival. I want big, like... British pop bangers, like I want Kooks kind of style things. I kind of want like Kate Nash, like, er, like not well. I mean, it's Kate Nash indie. I don't really know, but that kind of like that trend of music that was like a mid like naughties kind of thing. I want that to be like come back. This like in a absolute like uppercut for some people. Um, what I will say is going to be some of the outs of the year is stressing over the small things. If it can be sorted now, or I mean, if it if you can see it not being the end of the world tomorrow, it's a small thing and stress is going to be left in 2022. We don't need any more of it. Um, and we should just say, look, it's small. We're not getting worried about it. Another one is kind of on the same wavelength of that. Rise and, grind, rise and grind culture can get out the window. We are not about that. We're all about work-life balance. Do things absolutely that make you sparkle, you know, bring joy to your life, make everything in your world happy. But if that is like under the narrative of you got to like from my nine to five, oh, go to my like five to nine or like it's that kind of like pressure to always work. Um, I don't think that's good. And um, what is also out this year is um, Napo Babies and lunches for over 10 euro. <laughs> oh my God. I agree with a lot of that. I have to say, I don't I don't agree with everything you said, but I agree with a lot of it. Uh, first of all, I have to strongly disagree with bringing the kooks back. They had three songs. Good for them. No. <laughs> Oh, no, there's no a time Claire. and a place. The time has passed. No, that okay, band but is I not. Want, that band is not coming back. However, but I want the trend, the indie okay, kind of. Do you know what I mean? It's indie sleaze, and a lot of people yeah. are saying that it's going to be. They tried to kind of come back a little bit last year, but yeah, no, like that is all. Particularly the music that is what I'm all about. Like so, that kind of like say 2012 to 2015 periods. Uh, we're talking LCD Sound System. We're talking CSS. We're talking early Arctic Monkeys. We're talking all of that, and then I want like the makeup I want like my slept in eyeliner because uh, to be honest at the time I did sleep in and just wipe under my eyes and go well at least I look good for today the fashion everything yeah I'm completely fine with that coming back I still have all of the clothes one uh, and two (laughs) some of my favorite music so bring it on I'm absolutely fine with that now little bit a little bit of uh, overlap on both sides of mine so my ins I have indie sleazes coming in very happy that. that's not a hot take though everybody is talking about it some other ins of mine library cards okay <laughs> reading hot in 2023 but we are sustainable queens we are not just going out and buying books unless it's a book that we know we want to keep on our shelf and re- go back to time and time again I do realize there is a big bookshelf there beside me but that is my music book library and I do go back to it a lot but yeah library cards uh, the author still gets paid a little bit when somebody checks their book out of the library uh, yeah they still that. get a bit of a commission yeah what you can do as well if you can't find a book in your local library you can ask for them to get it in and they will buy it in and the author gets a bit of a commission for that as well and um, but yeah library cards going in once or twice a week picking yourself up some books squirreling away getting cozy reading and then going down and swapping them out yes um also in for 2023 board games i mean they never really went away but i truly want to bring them back um and also i'm gonna say customizable or customizing your board games so for example yesterday a group of us went for a lovely long lunch Mm-hmm. which you were just talking about and then went back to my friend's house and we played a game of ultimate jenga what is ultimate jenga you say <laughs> well it comes with a dice the blocks are color coded so you roll the dice and you can only pull that color block but then to make it ultimate ultimate jenga we put a 20 second timer for everyone's go so they had to do it one handed 20 seconds oh roll the dice pull the block out it just adds a whole extra element of danger we had a great time really really good um so yeah uh, customizing your board games uh, to make them just a little bit more spicy my next one four day work weeks oh. the industrial revolution was a long time ago my friends that was in the like what 
1930s whatever it was anyway it's time for us to let go of the 40 day work week it's time for us to modernize it's time for us to mobilize let us campaign for the four day work week that means three days of leisure time that means healthier happier more productive people what's that radio head song fitter happier more productive we literally will be like that so that's what (laughs) i am putting in as my ins for 2023 okay for my outs I also had Nepo Baby Discourse. I'm sick of it. It's boring. It's going around in circles. It's just like this carousel of people whinging uh, about Mm -hmm. being whinged about and then people whinging about the people and then they start whinging and it's just boring. I don't care anymore. So let's put that in the bin. (laughs) Speaking of going around in circles and being really boring, also on my out list for 2023, Instagram photo carousels. (laughs) They're stupid. They've gone past post irony and into sincerity and they're just pure cringe. So the idea is you're supposed to be nonchalantly just picking any 10 photos like, haha, I'm so random from Mm. your camera roll from that week. But people are very obviously painstakingly going through and curating these 10 photos and then being like, haha, just a little dump. It's like cringe. No. If you, like if you're gonna try hard on something do something like productive or do something creative don't put all that effort into a photo dump and then act like you didn't in the bin <laughs> okay and then i've got one more out and that is this is very specific now and connor i know you're more of a stockings girl so okay. you might not have come across this issue but if there are any clothing manufacturers or like textile engineers if that is a job tights that don't fit i don't know what is going on right but i have there used to be this multi-pack of tights that you could get in duns and they would just fit on the waist fit on the leg not a bother everything's cool and you can't get them anymore and i've been going around trying different packs of just normal like 60 denier black tights for the winter and i cannot find to the point that i'm having to like tie a knot in the waist like the waists are just too big mm. they think that we're shaped like humpty dumpty no girl girlies have waists we got big fat asses <laughs> or not but then we have waists so you need to make that bit of fabric smaller why go to all that effort they're just gonna go in the bin i don't know it's really annoying me i can't find a pair of tights that will stay up i'm sick of having like weird little circles under my clothes because i've got all these knots in the waistbands on my tights and yeah if anybody has found the perfect pair of black winter tights please DM me I will be eternally grateful so that's my ins and outs for the year (laughs) (laughs) I think we agree for most busy all of them I think are successful ins and outs of the year I mean we have giggles never babies I mean I was just surprised by the indie revival I thought that was just like a random one I pulled out of the bush but I didn't realize that this was like a coming thing I thought you, like maybe maybe I've just been manifesting the background or have been like this been flooded into my ether and I didn't know about it Potentially, yeah. I mean, maybe you're a trend for- forecaster who just it never goes on TikTok and didn't realize that it was all over TikTok and never reads <laughs> any pop culture. But anyway, let's just say that. Connor can't read, much like Leah Michelle, and he is a trend forecaster. And that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl So obviously we've been talking about it for weeks and weeks since the first trailer came out for Megan. We are turbo excited and we are going to be having an unofficial premiere that you're all invited to on Friday the 13th to come and see Megan with us but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute we're also going to be talking to movie expert Rory Cashin all about campy horror and all about Megan but first Connor we learned something new about each other this week that we're both big horror movie fans it just had never come up before that is so crazy yeah I think this is one of the things that like is an unspoken kind of common thing within the queer community um which Rory hopefully will be able to enlighten a little bit more onto but for some reason and this like I've I've done a bit of a litmus test even in my household we were kind of talking about this all of us are obsessed with horror movies like don't get me wrong like have someone's I like don't like not big into gore not big into that but like from psychological thrillers to like demon possessions to just classic slasher films there's something about horror that is just so calm <laughs> like I think it's because you're suspending this belief of like this person that's maybe like a super murderer that like never die and like it's the screaming it's a wow it's a jump scares oh my god there's so much theatrics in it that 
as a film genre just hooks the gears like in instantly that like people like I know the, like I mean Scream everything like that there's a final girl there's something else there's so many opportunities for queer communities to go like yeah work do you know what I mean like Babadook there's, there, there's, there's, there's gay icons in horror and, and um, I think it's something that we don't talk about enough personal favourite <laughs> of mine I adore uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Terror Train it was Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, first movie no I've, oh my god it's unbelievable okay we have to organise some little horror movie nights um, but there's just films that even if you think of like you know Dracula like he's supposed to be scary but he's like wearing this like fabulous outfit he's swanning around in his castle it's oh, like <laughs> like even some of the ones with me and my friends growing up you know what came out um, was it James Wan or was it the that like made Insidious and then made The Conjuring and stuff like this so his breakout um, into the horror scene was whenever I was growing up um, around 11, 12 and uh, those Insidious movies I mean I just pissed because I don't know if you remember in the first one there's like this like mom with the red face when they ever when they finally do the reveal of this scary spooky man what does he do but he has these he's literally sharpening his big long nails he's like they've got some music <laughs> purring in the background and he literally goes like this and comes after him but he can't run because he's got like these high heel hooves on so he's doing like a, a strut strut purr purr like hands like oh giving t-rex things like there's something so silly like about all of them yeah. that make them so adorable to watch <laughs> so adorable to watch now i have a little theory. i was thinking a lot about this recently just with you know because I, I was actually in my house yesterday and I threw on um so there is an original score uh to Megan there's an official soundtrack and you can listen to the album so it's all the like very dramatic strings and then there's mm-hmm. a cover of Sea of Titanium randomly in the middle <laughs> spooky yuki and then there's also there's like the music inspired by that has the Bella Porch and mm-hmm. has all the bits as well plays. but I was listening away to the orchestral piece and I was really kind of thinking back on um it was really a thing that with my like kind of friends growing up and we were maybe like nine or ten there was a little group of us and we used to all stay over in the one house close the curtains and put on these really campy horror movies so we're talking <laughs> Candyman, we're talking terror train we're talking carrie mm-hmm. the omen and then i had another group kind of closer to home that we would all like obsess as well and like not not a straight adults between us like it's all like all of us grew up to be queer and I think there's something about the queer coding in horror mm. that speaks to the gays like you can see something in it and it's it's almost it's um taking the stereotypes that are thrown at queer people and it's the making fun of them and the making them over the top and making them campy that kind of takes away its power. And mm-hmm. that's why I think that we're like so drawn to it. But I think it's like the kind of, <laughs> it's one of the few film genres as well where you like, everybody suspends like the disbelief, like somebody could just be like outrageous. Like things that wouldn't scare in real life, but as soon as you're kind of put in this like theater, I think anything for a queer person that may be like scary on the outside, as soon as you're all put together and being like, a, Wah! like you're all in a kind of a community of like, we're all witnessing something at the same time. We're all experiencing things in the same yeah. funny way that like just makes it like, I mean, obviously the adrenaline rush and everything that are around it, but like yeah. to go back again and to find more things like it, I think there is something with that kind of queer coding that lies into that and the psychology or whatever, you know, the kind of socio playing field that we've all been like growing up into that horror yeah. lends itself as like a little safe space of like a, let's do another one yeah let's get into that again that I yeah. really think like I know it's dissected somewhere but I'm just so intrigued by it yeah uh, big time and I think like there's definitely like there's two types of there's like almost like two types of horror there's like the mainstream one that's like just Ugh, meant to be scary and it's not camp mm. and you're like mm, don't really love this but then there's the ones where you're like you know scream you know or you're watching it and you're like oh my god okay so for example in the first omen right mm-hmm. um this isn't spoilers because the film is decades old now <laughs> but it's like you know it's scary it's creepy mm-hmm. and then there's the scene with damien on the tricycle and his mom where he kills his mom and it's so funny because the mom obviously dies horribly but everyone's just like that's camp like that's so <laughs> 
camp you know and you're like rewind it rewind it rewind it like and it's just like it's just the way it's done it's like there's little nods that are put in I think for the gays or like the bit in Carrie where she's taking her mom out of the burning building there's a bit where her arm gets stuck and it makes like a pop noise like somebody put that in there to be like this is gonna be camp do you know what I mean and they're like the little moments that just tickle you and you're like oh, I love this so you're, much it's the quotability it's a little like if you've seen it like you're pissing like you, I just love them I personally just love in slasher films were especially Scream I think it's such a queer like kind of oh my god like, seriously it's such as like a serious zone puts away that like what's your favourite scary movie chasing off this person it's one of the few ones where they were fully aware of the genre of horror and like how you know they're playing up on like these semiotics and different things in it and like the person just keeps falling like flat on his face like oh my god Jesus like oh like, my god it's like, so funny trips but over even... couch like it's oh like the and the final girl like you are you always want to root for like you're gonna be oh, the 100%. like the winner here you're gonna get away from him like everybody just loves a bitch that turns around she's like I'm not running anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's those like, yes, yes slay. I love it. <laughs> slay. Um, so when I was, when I was really thinking about this and thinking back over all the old horror films that I used to love watching and everything, I came across this essay and it's on a website called flipscreens.com. It's by a woman called Michaela Barton. And the essay is called Why You Can't Separate Camp and Horror. And she absolutely just like nailed exactly what my feelings were <laughs> that I didn't really understand. So I'm just going to read you the first paragraph and I will link it in the show notes but this is just so nail on the head it starts with the art of camp is both nuanced and outrageously blatant in the best way it's like being slapped in the face by a penguin wearing a bedazzled denim jacket you're not too sure what's happening or why it's happening but you damn well notice it trying to define camp is famously difficult with many academics disagreeing on specific descriptions and even more people saying it exists outside the realm of academia and sensibility entirely it's that a great is, read I'll link it in the show notes honestly but it's yeah. exact same as kind of like things that's why things like Buffy work like that's like why things like Charmed and stuff work it's like people just like absolutely being slapped in the face with the most like ridiculous things and then they get such a cult following because the gays are there for yeah. it like it's calm 100% <laughs> I love it now I'm so pleased that we agree on this and I think we need to like schedule in a few horror movie nights and just bring some films that the other person hasn't seen um but should we ask an expert because we don't know everything we just sound like we do <laughs> we're just chatting shit maybe we should get somebody who actually who, who is I mean the best of the best in the movie business honey bunny I think so that's right we caught up with Rory Cashin he is fabulous he is fierce he is a movie critic and film experts and we're going to get into it I thought we were having a conversation hot girls coming through we are joined now by Rory Cashin the entertainment editor of Joe how are you thank you for joining us I'm really good it's an absolute absolute pleasure uh, and I'm very excited to talk about this particular uh, <laughs> subject because it's, it's pretty close it's pretty close to my heart this one so I'm, I'm excited so would yeah. you say that you are a big horror fan 100% yeah uh, like my fam- my favourite movie of all time is Aliens which is a sci-fi horror with Sigourney Weaver uh, so yeah absolutely I ran to see Megan the second I was given the opportunity I, I interviewed the cast and the director and the producers behind it so yeah and for my review um, as I said I would be surprised let me put it this way. If we get a more entertaining movie in 2023 than Megan, then we're in for a great year because it was so much fun. <laughs> I... Oh my God, our little faces here. <laughs> just two like jaws on the floor, like absolutely wrapped listening to you talk about this. This is such good news. <laughs> so Rory, uh, you've essentially seen the full 360 of it from, I mean, you've seen the background of this film. I'm what something that like, I mean, we've only just been obsessed with it, like everybody else, through the massive marketing campaign that's went through. And obviously all the trainers, like, we're, like trailers, like, we're having a conversation, like, these these girls popping up on, like, the top of the Empire State Building. Um, but, I mean, in terms of, like, we have our own theories around why the queers are such fans of a horror genre in general and why Megan is, like, 
quadrupling its like <laughs> profit in their box office. I'm pretty sure it actually just got signed on for a sequel already. Um, but uh, maybe do you have any theories or maybe any technical professional re- rationale why the guys just love a little spooky <laughs> I okay so. Yes, I, I think there is a there's a very strong connection between the LGBTQI plus community and horror movies, and I think uh, it comes down to something that um, Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, she said that she has a huge gay following uh, in her across her career, and she reckons it comes down to now. Obviously, this isn't like a blanket statement, so I won't cover everyone, mm-hmm. but it comes down to the fact that. Her character and characters like her in other horror movies are often dealing with something that other people can't see. Uh, mm. it, it, it could be something internal, it could be something external, but it's a, it's a personal struggle that only the final girl can survive. And in horror movies, 99% of the time, the females are way more interesting than the <laughs> dull, dumb male characters that you would find in horror movies. And I think... More often than not, the LGBTQ community will automatically relate to the final girl because they are just that much more interesting than than the males, and that they are struggling with something external and on a subliminal level, on a very subconscious level, the audience, the the, the queer audience will hook into that and go, "It's not the same, but I relate," and I think it's that. So that's that's one. And the other part is, horror movies more often than not have a very strong connection just to the idea of sex and sexuality. So if you go way back even to Dracula, which mm-hmm. was a man who was basically getting all up in your business and being very romantic <laughs> and sexy, but also men and women, he was chomping on their necks. And even though that is perceived as violence in the in the story of Dracula, it is often shown as being very sexy very seductive don't you want to be a sexy vampire like dracula even frankenstein the frankenstein's monster dr frankenstein was creating a monster that he believed was a human adonis like the most beautiful perfect man that he could create uh so that's way back then and then if you bring it into the 70s and 80s it's always tied to the the virgin will make it to the end so there's the sex stuff in all the movies and if but if you have sex it's it's naughty and you'll be punished and in the 70s and 80s, the, the queer community was aligned with that because they were singled out for the AIDS pandemic as being the source of that problem, even though in hindsight we know you know, so much better about it. But in those movies, it's if you have sex, you're punished. Whereas the queer community in real life felt they were the same, in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another, it, just, it all ties together in like this lovely kind of miasma of yes it's weird and it's it's different and it's making fun of the norms but the queers relate and I think that's why they love it so much <laughs> now you probably can't hear our clap you probably can't hear me. our clapping <laughs> but, but we're clapping we're yeah. giving you a full round of applause <laughs> that is so perfect Rory thank you so much for that like honestly I think like myself and Connor were chatting before and I feel like particularly the first part there you said what I was trying to say but didn't have like the words or like the film knowledge and yeah that makes so much sense um one thing I'd love to ask about right so you know the way there's two kinds of what I would call a campy horror there's the very Mm. intentional campy horrors um, where it's written with the exact audience in mind they know exactly what they're doing and then there's like the unintentional camp so whether it's something that has aged quote unquote badly but it actually become beautifully camp maybe because of the special effects or something um do you have a preference on one over the other and um how much do you think megan like obviously they're going for this big blockbuster hit but how much do you think was written with the queer audience in mind and how much was just kind of like sprinkling in little things i'll I'll, I'll do megan first i think um megan has it's it's been it's been publicized so perfectly because you see those little clips of her doing that hallway dance and doing flips and and just being a, a sassy queen and <laughs> and like like serving anyone who like looks at her sideways gets like torn to shreds and I think is she as much as she is <laughs> I I was watching this and I was like 
I've seen her on Drag Race. I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there is like, there's definitely an element of like strong female character who just will not take any guff from anyone. And I think that's part of why Megan will do so well. It's not so much leading into the camp as it is leading into just pure comedy, very dark comedy, which is, you know, I'm all for, fully here for it. Uh, for the other part, I much prefer accidental camp than purpose camp. Anyone who tries to purposefully keep be camp, it doesn't land super well more often than not, I find. But if it's accidentally made with like so just like the, the, the strength and the spirit and they want it to be so perfect and they want it to be taken so seriously and then come the end product they're like, oh God, we've made a horror show, girls. What have we done? <laughs> so, like... Those movies are are so rare, but when they arrive, they're just you just you love them so much. And again, I think the reason why the queer community loves them so much is because camp specifically, either by accident or not, like completely subverts what you want from mainstream. It's ironic on purpose, or it's ironic by accident. Mm -hmm. And if you're subverting the mainstream, then you're getting back into the whole reason why queer culture loves it because. As again, it's seen as other, it's seen as different, which again parallels to how people in queer society might feel compared to mainstream in quotes. You can't see me, but I'm doing quotes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I think that is the reason why they lean so heavily into the love for camp because they'll find something to love in a place that mainstream audiences might overlook. Oh my God, I just want to listen to you talking about horror all day. This is wonderful. Um, question for you. Uh, can you rate your favourite horror movie, Aliens, on the camp scale, 1 to 10? How camp do you think it is as a movie? Oh gosh. Um, it's not camp at all, but it does have strong female character in the lead. We've got Sigourney, who is a queen and needs to be uh, adored. And then <laughs> it's got all the, the big buff soldier men who are almost immediately killed because they're useless so it, <laughs> it it it's 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 like leaning against the because in at its core it's like it should be a big action movie a soldier's going to fight big nasty aliens but instead they're all wiped out and it's it's left to the self-reliant mother who now has like a daughter who's appeared out of nowhere has created have found family because that wasn't her daughter she ends up with uh, one of the soldiers who she meets there. That's that's kind of becomes her partner. So she creates her own family. Again, something uh, that's a very queer ideology. And goes on to fight the queen bitch at the end. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's it's a it's a massive cat fight in space at the end. So there are elements of it where you can actually go, yes, that's 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 super queer. That's super queer. Um, if you dig it, dig down into it. But for me, it's it's... I love it so much because it's literally the most exciting movie ever made. I love it. <laughs> it is fabulous. Now, oh, I was about to ask. Now, we have seen in the past, obviously, this movie has pandered, uh, I mean, Megan in particular has pandered towards LGBT, LGBT community, as you said, through the kind of like slain, kind of like, you know, the dance and stuff like this. But we've kind of seen like characters within horror be claimed. <laughs> There's like without any rationale other than somebody has kind of like picked through and found queer code and in particular I remember when Babadook came out and then I remember like Babadook yes Babadook slay like I am wondering is there any particular thing for is it, it like why certain characters I mean as you said like is there any certain tropes that have to make them like applicable to the queer community to go <laughs> yes like you will be part of our clan like is it because Babadook for me is not that kind of like icon that's like gonna start slaying around but I think there's other elements to it that just make it so funny that it's just claimed by the queers I I would like to think that Babadook's claim by the queers came down purely by someone one day wearing a big hat <laughs> and, 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 and one of their friends saying oh she's serving Babadook you know and that's I'd say it just spread from there like she's giving Babalooks I, I understand how it began and no because there's there's nothing that you can't purposely create a gay icon like again it's it's like purposely trying to create camp if you try it hmm. it just smacks of trying and no one yeah. wants that whereas if it's done 
purely by accident or without any reason or rhyme. Like, the Babadook should not be a queer icon. <laughs> but last Pride, even in Dublin, I was like, there's the, Bab- the Babadook's over there. So, uh, yeah. Now, I, I love that, again, it's 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 kind of repainting or, or recontextualizing uh, characters and, 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 and story elements that, again, the mainstream might not pick up on and go, we're taking that because we've decided we love that and it doesn't mm-hmm. and, and the best part is it, it doesn't need to have a reason like if, if yeah if the babadook's gay now the babadook's gay now good for him <laughs> oh my god this just backs up my theory that you can make anything gay if you try hard enough if you if if it if it's if it's accepted yeah uh, again if you try i think if it if, it, if you try it'll smack of trying too hard Mm. And it will be rejected, but if it is, if if there's a kernel there, if there's something there, some any kind of connection whatsoever, it someone will find it, Twitter will explode it, and then that's that. <laughs> it's done. You've 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 been sublimated into the queer culture, and you'll go down in history as a queer icon. Oh my god, it's the dream, Rory. We just need to. <laughs> we just need to come up with a catchphrase. We some catchphrase, to, some we character. Just need to cope with a, you know, six letters, three vowels. You better walk that fucking duck. <laughs> you know? Oh my god, I'm still not over. Sorry if everyone hasn't seen um, the, the first episode of Drag Race season 15, but like I've rewound that number about 20 times. <laughs> I am. I'm making a note right now to to find that particular clip because. Oh my god. So the. No. I, yeah okay we'll get into drag race next week that's a that's for <laughs> next week but yeah please do go just just search you gotta walk that fucking duck and just watch what unfolds before your eyes you'll have a great okay. time <laughs> now could i ask uh rory in particular as well for anybody that's listening to the pod right now that would like to hear from a professional like yourself that has seen tons of horror movies and especially maybe in like the LGBT space, would you have any recommendations for people to go, look, this is on a bucket list for something that fits, again, unintentionally into this campy horror, like, gorgeous genre that we're currently obsessed with via Megan? Yeah, so the one that comes to mind immediately is the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Have you have you yes. seen it or heard of it? <laughs> yes. Is this the one where the girl like, turns around to um freddy in the dream and says uh, some questionable lines i think that might be freddy versus jason but this one it's it's the only one i think in the series where the the lead character is a is a man mm. and like throughout the film he's talking to his best friend and he's like there's something and it wants to get inside my body and I don't know what it is. There's, there's like the whole film is just laced with these lines and scenes. There's a there's there's a scene later in the movie where the lead character is getting hot and he- gotten hot and heavy with his uh, girlfriend, but then he has to stop because he opens his mouth and finds Freddy Freddy Krueger's tongue inside his mouth. So effectively, he stops having sex with his girlfriend because he found another man's tongue in his mouth. Like it's it's all this. It's all this like not subtle, and at the like if you go back, the director had no idea. No one involved in the project thought that it was it was gay. And then when they again when they watched the finished product, it was that perfect storm of, oh my god, this is this might be the gayest. This is gayer than most gay porn. How has this happened? Okay, noted. I think I mightn't have seen that as an adult, so I'm definitely going to go and rewatch that. Oh, it's 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 very accidentally funny, and again, some of the scenes you'll just be like, "How did you not know? How, really?" <laughs> so, Rory, thank you so so much for coming on Real Hot Girl Pod. You are officially a real hot girl, Rory Cashin. Thank you so much for imparting your wisdom on us. If the people who are listening right now are thirsty for more of your content, which I'm sure they are, where is the best place to find you? Uh, I have the same handle on Twitter and Instagram. It's Roar, like a line. So R-O-A-R-E, Cashin, C-A-S-H-I-N, Roar E Cashin. 
I like it. Thank you so, so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Real hot girl shit. What a hot girl. Thank oh. you so much, Rory, for having that beautiful mm-hmm. chat with us. Mm-hmm. Beautiful hot girl realness. I mean, come on. How can you not love it being that hot? Shall we tell the people what our plans are for Friday the 13th, a.k.a. Halloween 2, <laughs> a.k.a. Megan premiere day? Absolutely, Claire. Well, I think as the hot girl uh real hot girl Paula has been such a champion for megan and uh since we obviously know that our listeners are also big gay horror fans uh we thought to ourselves yes we are absolutely gonna have to book in for the first night it comes out in our cinemas uh but we thought why not get more like-minded hot girls involved so welcome to the forefront friday the 13th of January 8.30 Lighthouse Cinema Smithfield Dublin Bring one Bring all We are having The unofficial Irish premiere Of Megan Um, (laughs) And you are all Invited If you do Not know What we're talking about yet You need to get Onto our socials Because we are going to be Posting up An official Eventbrite Where you can sign up We'll probably go For a little (laughs) drinky Afterwards Um, Probably some beforehand To you know Get in the nerves Um So I was going to say, will we say 6.30 in the Glimmerman? Uh, costumes optional. Encouraged. Um, if, costumes encouraged, but you don't have to. If you are unsure if the squealing that you hear from the group in the corner is in fact the real Hot Girl Pod unofficial Megan premiere, just come over and say... I thought we were having a conversation. <laughs> and then... And then you're we'll welcome. know that you're there for. And you can come and sit with us. Uh, speaking of sit with us, we picked the lighthouse... Uh, the lighthouse? Ooh, or, the lighthouse. We picked the lighthouse. <laughs> not only because it's fab, but because it's unassigned seating. So just pop on to their website, get yourself a ticket, and then we can all arrive together and we can all sit together. Um, so it'll be really good. But no, this is a genuine invitation. Anybody who wants to come, if you were thinking, oh, I'd love to go see Megan, but I don't really have anyone to go with... I love nothing more than a big old group of people going to see a horror film. It's all, it's just, it's so much more fun than like going to two or three. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, come one, come all. I'm so excited, Connor. I'm actually pissing in my pants. I love that this is like... (laughs) Not meaning to. This is going to be one of like our first like podcast events. <laughs> yeah, this is our this is our first real hot girl pod meet. So we said we wanted to do in person things in 2023. We did our hot girl walk on um, Christmas Day, but that was very much just in spirit in your own time. Just popped us a little DM. But this is our first in person meeting, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sensational oh we're all gonna piss all over the show oh my god i can't wait for it now so come on come all we're very excited we will have a conversation jesus christ i suppose we were thought jesus christ we were fucking hell (laughs) jesus christ i thought we were supposed to be friends we will be by the end of the evening so yes remember can't wait (laughs) remember claire this is not a cult (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is not a cult Fully a cult <laughs> What did you call me? This is definitely not a cult Very quickly, Connor, what is one thing you're going to do this week To try and embody yaddy yaddy the hot girl energy? To body yaddy yaddy the hot girl energy this week I am going to only cook home meals I'm not grabbing any lunches I am being a pack on queen this week And uh, living sustainably Because uh, my bank kind of won't allow it anyways um, And I'm also going to take big long lunches Because those are what are in this week And with that I will tie in last week's uh, One where I'm doing big hot girl walks uh, Making time for that to breathe out the cobwebs That's what I'm doing What is your homework this week Claire? My homework for this week, uh, one thing I'm going to do to try and embody the hot girl energy is I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing for January because I'm doing a great job. It's all about the balance. I'm not going to do a fucking dry January. I'm doing, to quote our friend D-Ready, Riesling January, which is semi-dry. Everything in moderation, girlies. Mostly cooked meals. The occasional little cute takeaway. I'm going to have a great time at Megan. Yes! And... That's my homework. Yes, please do keep up on with our uh, socials. That is where we will be posting up everything. I will be logged into the Instagram. I'll be taking live stories throughout the evening. So, I mean, you will see the Eventbrite. You can sign up. But also just follow for the crack. And Can I just say, you setting up an Eventbrite for a free <laughs> event for our Real Hot Girl Pod meetup number one slash Megan unofficial premiere is high camp. 
It is so camp and I'm here for it. I love it so much. <laughs> but yes, but I mean, Claire, we're saying they can find us on socials. Where can they find us to keep up with everything that is being hot? Well, let me tell you, we are at Real Hot Girl Pod on Insta and TikTok. You can also email us realhotgirlpod at gmail.com. Please go out in the world and ten, tell a minimum of 10 people about your new favourite podcasts. Gorgeous And get in touch Let us know If you will be attending Who you will be bringing And uh, if you have Any costumes Or I mean If you're getting real Into the hot girl NG, um, Do remember to If you're putting up That Instagram post To tag us Let us know That you'll be going there And everything will be shared On the night A listener slash friend Of the pod Chris has suggested That we all do the dance In the square <laughs> Outside the lighthouse <laughs> 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 oh my god The way that people At Lighthurst will be like What the fuck Is going on right oh, now Oh they'll love us They'll be thrilled <laughs> They'll love us Okay that is it right Thank you so much For listening This mm. is not a cult But please come and Hang out with us For the Megan Unofficial <laughs> premiere Till next time Stay, stay hot, hot girls, girls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.